Instagram, iPhone Ultra, and Apple Pencil support for the iPhone. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is sponsored by Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide ensures only secure devices can access your cloud apps. It's zero trust, tailor-made for Okta. Book a demo today at collide.com slash macvoices. This Mac Voices Live panel finishes off with a broad-ranging discussion that goes from Instagram to the iPhone Ultra, the rumored iPhone Ultra, to Apple Pencil support for the iPhone. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. So I want to ask the chat room, we, we have some folks in there, which social media platforms are you on? Um, and, and, you know, and I'm not asking for handles if you don't want to give them, but more importantly, though, which ones do you favor? Because I, I, I've also heard people, a number of people, to my surprise, saying that Instagram is their primary uh, social media. That network. doesn't surprise me at all, actually. Jeff, it does me only from the, excuse me, only from the standpoint that you you almost have to have a graphic or an image to go with whatever whatever it is you want to post. So it doesn't feel like it fosters a lot of discussion like Twitter or Mastodon does or can. Yes, but that's not what Instagram is. Um, for a lot of people, Instagram is... I get to show this this freeze frame from a moment in my life, and uh, now we'll talk about it. But it's not like a discussion you would have on Twitter, on Mastodon, even on Facebook. But for some people, this is the way they, they like uh, sharing and communicating. Um, I, you're absolutely right, Jeff. But again, to hear someone say that that's their primary when... Just, I guess, again, because my own personal bias and the way that I use social media just seems very odd. I'm on Instagram, and that's fine. But, um, yeah, now, Brett says right now he's on Mastodon, and it's just at Mastodon and Instagram. So, there you go. What do I know? Hmm. I, I think I figured out my problem, by the way, and it looks like it was Keynote. Which has become, oh, unfortunately, keynote. a keynote? problematic application for me. And it's an app that I'd like to leave open all the time. I used to on my old computer, but somehow on this computer, uh, I get weird things like that, like where it interferes Bluetooth, and you can't, it won't quit either. I have to force quit it like three times to get it to actually quit. It's very frustrating because Keynote is one of my favorite apps, but uh, it misbehaves on this computer. That's interesting. I, I haven't know. had that. I haven't had it. that issue. Yeah, but I, I finally got it quit, and now because my mouse wasn't working, and well, I'm not using the AirPods. So, but uh, bet I, I bet if I hooked them up, they'd probably work. Uh, hmm. Um, one of the subjects I wanted to get to tonight, and we, you know, that we hate rumors. Okay, but this one, I think is just interesting. I'd like to get some reaction from everybody. And that is this talk of an iPhone Ultra. 
<laughs> Does anybody want or need or have any strong feelings about an iPhone Ultra? Now, we don't know what it means, except that the, the big ca- characteristic seems to be that it'll be super high priced. Yeah. Um, What's it gonna, what are you going to get for that high price? That's what I right. like to know. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I, 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 like you say, rumors, but it seems like a really likely thing to me. I mean, you know, on this last cycle, wasn't the best-selling phone the, the highest end? If I was Apple, I'd look at that and go, oh, we're leaving money on the table. Go higher. Yeah, go higher. Mm-hmm. And, and and the high-end watch is doing well. You know, who would have, uh, from all accounts? So, yeah, I mean, if the high-end model is the best-seller, I think that means your highest-end model isn't high enough. Wow, I didn't take that out of out of didn't take that lesson out of either one of those. It's just that the feature sets that people want are the ones that are in the high end models, and they're willing to pay for it. Yeah. So, right, but if they're willing to pay for that, then you know we haven't tested how high people are willing to go, have we? If I may, um, please, Web. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, a fool and his money are soon parted. I'll I'll start with that as a precursor. Um, um, you know, the the phone that I have, I have a 14 Pro Max. I got 512k of memory on it. It really, I got to be honest, has more capabilities than I need. But I kind of shifted to the higher end. So, is there going to be an iPhone Ultra? Let's just say there is. Would I get it? Probably, just because I kind of like to be at, at that end of the of the spectrum, that early adopter spectrum, if you will. But uh, um, I, I do wonder what's it going to have besides if it's going to have all the capabilities of the the next model lower and just has a, a, a fancy case on it. Nah, I don't think I'd do it, but we'll see. We'll see. It's uh, um, like, like somebody said just a minute ago, it, what, what I consider, it depends on what it does. What, what you know, uh, I don't need a fancier camera. I don't need a nicer camera. Uh, the camera on this one is fabulous. Um, uh, so yeah, anyway, that's kind of my thinking on it. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Well, it's, it's, t- look, this is why I say we hate to discuss rumors because, you know, okay, so they slap a, a, a higher price tag on it. What do you get for that pri- higher price tag? Um, there's been a lot of talk about a periscope lens being in the next version of the iPhone. Is it possible that that would be one of the, one of the differentiations? And Jeff, why are you laughing? There's no periscope lens coming to the iPhone. <laughs> you just, Eric's demonstrating it right now. I mean, <laughs> okay, so that's why it's got to be so much longer, and it's going to slide that, in and that out and rotate. And every, t- and every time you pull it out, you go, "Iron." <laughs> The the components that you need to do the 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 little telescope lens thing on an iPhone, it makes the phone thicker, and uh, and well, Apple has been fine giving us the bump. I don't think that they're fine uh, making the bump into a tumor. Oh, okay. When when technology changes. And uh, and those components can be miniaturized even more. Sure, then maybe something like that would happen. Um, but 
I, I see Apple doing the sort of thing that they're doing now where, where, or, or like a lot of companies are doing where it's with the mirrors. And, and so you don't have, you don't have to go thick. It can go wide. And then, you, you know, you're just using mirrors and creating essentially what you would get with that, um, that telescope piece, but well, and the camera pump is about physics, so that's unlikely to change. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, the when, when idea Apple would allow you to make a longer lens, lens, but in in the same bump that they have, that's when having a telescoping lens makes more sense. What, but well, when we get to that point, will the the sensors and lenses we we have available to us make a telescoping uh, option a necessity? And my guess is that Apple will probably say no. We 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 can accomplish the same thing without uh, putting this mechanical telescope piece in there. And yeah. then what does that do to water uh, uh, repellency? Well, Jeff, now this is interesting because I hadn't heard any. I, maybe I've missed it. I haven't seen anything about a telescoping lens. I've seen the periscope discussion. Oh, the periscope with, lens. Yeah. Oh. The, yeah. With with the with the uh, mirrors. Right. The and peris- I'm so sorry. You can make I a longer totally lens. Thinking telescope, not pop up oh. periscope. I am sorry. Yeah, that's um, okay. The the it was, problem. It was is, my fault. <laughs> I, <Yeah>. I, <laughs> well, I was thinking the same thing. The problem is no one sent ribs over to me, so I blame you. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. Uh, the chat room has some interesting thoughts here. Um, USB 3.0 speed on USB-C port and a 10x real optical zoom from Brad. Brett says, my guess is the iPhone Ultra will be an iPhone Pro Max with an M1 chip and a Thunderbolt port in lieu of USB-C. Nice. Um, Brad also says, if the Galaxy can do it, the iPhone can do a folded design. Uh, well, we shall see. I'm just no, deeply thanks. skeptical uh, of that. No, I'm, yeah. Ben says, I'll take thicker. Johnny Ive is gone. And I think there's some truth to that, that for, you know, for certain capabilities, um, maybe we would all be willing to take a little bit thicker iPhone if we could get some of the things we want. Look at the current MacBook Pro. That, that, is absolute proof that Johnny Ive has no control over what Apple's doing with design. Oh yeah, and that's not a not necessarily a bad thing. Not even made out of aluminium anymore. And I don't I see mean, chamfered edges. <laughs> I like so. <laughs> so do, does any do any of those things make a huge difference to any of us as users or consumers? No, I think it's it's just a rumor. So, it, it, you know, it seems imaginable to me. You know, it seems quite likely that there are features that percolating in Apple Labs that they they were like, no, this is too expensive. We can't put it in the phone. And so now maybe they're thinking, oh well, you know, they're probably you know things that they were thinking. No one will pay for this, and then we're like, well, maybe somebody will pay for it. But you know, right now this is just a rumor. It's all it is. <laughs> Um, but Jim, I was talking more about what Jeff said about the the chamfered edges and some of the design aesthetics that have, you know, have, have gone by the wayside. I mean, was that, was that a tragedy? No, I don't think Jeff was saying it was, he's just saying it's indicates that Joni Ive is no longer putting his thumb and, and making those, you know, thicker non-chamfered devices possible. Right. 
right? And I don't see that that is, I don't think that's prevented anybody from buying a new MacBook. No, I think, you know, lots of people are happy about that. People think Joni Ive went too far. Some people. Yeah. I think some of this is also what's Apple going to be doing in four more years? And, and, you know, so what things can be tested in the next couple of generations of phone as far as, you know, technology bits? And then also, will the phone have to look different or have more power or something like that to support one of the other features? You know, for instance, are you going to be able to have enough processing power and a pair of glasses to do whatever it is that they keep talking about in rumors? Or does some of that processing have to happen on a secondary device? By the way, hmm. wouldn't an M1 be a step down for uh, the high-end phones from the processor that they have now? The phones? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Isn't the the processor in the 14 Pro a uh, higher generation than a more advanced no, generation? I think it's than... a A16. Yeah, but I think it's a, a later silicon generation. I understand your point. I, I don't know the answer to it, but I understand what you're trying to say, Jim. So. Jeff, I think, is looking something up while he is. Brad says... I, I realized uh, I, I don't have MacTracker installed so that I can uh, double-check the processors and everything in real time. So uh, I'm making that happen right now, because why should I bother to be prepared for any show <laughs> ever? <laughs> so Brad says Ultra could be somehow more durable beyond the frame, more satellite phone functionality, um, maybe reverse MagSafe charging, maybe adding Apple's Pencil support. God, I hope not. Um, I, Why? I just I what what Jim? Why do you say that? Because I, I just feel like you know we're we're going back to the days of the Palm Pilot if 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 you start to to address that. Well, they required a pencil, but maybe somebody would like to do drawings on their phone, and that's a portable thing that they can do plain air painting and without having to lug an iPad around. I guess I, I just. You know, I, I, well, I'm not an artist, so I, I can't say, but I would think that you would want a, a, a canvas or a, a workspace larger than a, not even the largest iPhone. And Jeff, maybe you'll disagree with me on that. I mean, an iPad mini at the least. For, for me, when I, when I'm drawing, when I'm creating art on my, on my iPad, it's not because I don't have an option to do it on my iPhone. It's because I wouldn't want to do it on my iPhone. My screen is too small for what for what I would want to do. Yeah. Now, if uh, if there was an iPhone with the screen the size of an iPad Mini, which to me seems ridiculous, um, maybe. But at the same time, even though I had the option to use uh, uh, drawing apps on an iPad Mini, that was never appealing to me. Um, and the idea of having an Apple Pencil and, uh, and an iPhone, uh, you know, sticking the Apple Pencil to the side of an iPhone to charge, 
I mean, where? Okay, I'm looking at an iPhone right That's now. That's probably not going to work, but I, no, you know, I, I mean, mean, the only place you could put it is across the top, and so you have this big things. Unless you, well, do you just charge it somewhere pencil, else. But then, yeah, I, I, I just think you know, I, I'm not sure I understand. You know, Chuck, you're saying it like that would be somehow hurt your iPhone experience if that was an option. I mean, you'd be free not to use it. But, you know, people, when the iPad came out with a camera that was, you know, universally like, no one will use a camera on an iPad. Well, a lot of people, most people don't, but they do get used. I've, you know, I've seen them used a lot. And so, you know, I can imagine that there would be, I mean, I probably wouldn't. I've got an iPad. I've got a pencil for my iPad and I never use it. But I don't instantly have a, a, a negative reaction to, you know, why why shouldn't a, a phone be able to use a pencil? You know, there might be some cases where that would, would be a benefit. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Rocket Money. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today with Rocket Money at rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Say goodbye to last year's outdated disorganized methods of managing your money, and say hello to Rocket Money, the better way to hack your finances in 2023. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills, all in one place. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of the button. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press Cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Time is money. Money is money. Rocket Money helps you save both. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 per year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. That's rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Rocket Money for supporting macvoices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide ensures only secure devices can access your cloud apps. Learn more at collide.com slash macvoices. Our sponsor, Collide, has some big news. If you're an Okta user, they can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. How? If a device isn't compliant, the user can't log into your cloud apps until they fix the problem. It's that simple. Collide patches one of the major holes in zero-trust architecture, device compliance. Without Collide, IT struggles to solve basic problems like keeping everyone's OS and browser up to date. Unsecured devices are logging into your company's apps because there's nothing there to stop them. Collide is the only device trust solution that enforces compliance as part of authentication, and it's built to work seamlessly with Okta. The moment Collide's agent detects a problem, it alerts the user and gives them instructions to fix it. If they don't fix the problem within a set time, they're blocked. Collide's method means fewer support tickets, less frustration, and most importantly, 100% fleet compliance. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to learn more or book a demo. That's Collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash Mac Voices. Thanks to Collide for supporting Mac Voices.
All right, well, this is not required. Now that now that I bagged on it, I'm going to uh, to offer up a if you if you have some sort of uh, mobility issues, having a, a stylus you can use would actually be really useful on the iPhone. So here I'm saying I can I would never want that, but yeah, I I can see use cases where that would actually be really valuable for someone. Jeff, I would I would agree with with that statement. I guess my reaction is it just feels like it dilutes the whole thing, and there's not that that means there's not enough differentiation between devices. Um, that, but I can't argue with the that, accessibility part. Why Why does there need to be differentiation? I mean, there's already differentiation. It's a smaller device. Um. I, I guess, Jim, I, I just kind of resist the idea that everything has to be packed into every single device just because it has, it feels like the, it feels like Microsoft Word, you know, where just, OK, we, we have this capability and three people are going to use it. So we're going to put it in that in that menu bar or that ribbon and you end up with just such a cluttered disaster. I mean, already there's so many settings in an iPhone, in iOS or even in Mac OS. That you know you have to go and hunt for things to try to figure out how to turn something on and off, and I, I realize that pencil control would be you know minimal. There would be just a couple more settings to add, but that's always the thing. It's just a couple more settings, and we can add this and that. So, sounds like you'd like them to remove pencil support from the iPad. No, absolutely not. Well, I mean, I, it's there. I, then and I don't. You know, it's, so there's it's a there now. Setting hidden hidden away. That's not gonna affect my use of the phone at all no it you're, you're you're not wrong and i saw web measuring his pencil versus his phone <laughs> what was your conclusion web you muted yeah yeah sorry <clears throat> i did that because the phone was ringing um the 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 phone the, the 14 pro max the pencils just a little bit uh longer than the pencil by by the really by the tip um i don't know it's i, I think it, i can it, agree it, that it might be a minus if the phone could charge the pencil that that could possibly you know be a negative added weight or whatever but you know assuming you charged it some other way um, and for me if i were if 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 i were going to succumb and and have an Apple Pencil on my phone or with my phone. If I couldn't charge it from the phone, I wouldn't want it. Yeah, because this is the most mobile device I have, and uh, and I wouldn't want my Apple Pencil to be just as mobile. Well, maybe it could. Maybe it could. Uh, you know, MagSafe charge. Oh, that's what I'm assuming. Like, stick it on the back and MagSafe charge because the. The sides they're already taken up with uh, with with ports and controls, so stick it on the back and it MagSafe charges on the back of your phone. Yeah, there you go. I like that. That uh, I put in the in the Slack earlier. This kind of fits in perfectly. That did you guys see that Apple came out with a firmware update for the one of the chargers, MagSafe chargers. Yeah, I saw the that. Duo. Yeah, uh, and. That just like blows me away that first of all, there's firmware in the charger. And second of all, like somehow, so what is happening? The phone is also, you know, there's a magnet and it takes power, but apparently it can also communicate. 
and like send code to this device? How on earth does an update get from the phone into the charger? That's fascinating to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too geeky, but it's like <laughs> no, that, that's whoa. a really good question. How is it getting there? Yeah, it, it is, Jim, and, and it also makes you wonder if if uh, what was it, Air Power? You know right. that that Apple never did, but either didn't release or wasn't able to release. If they were trying to build that much into it, or are they built? Are they doing what they did with the home pods? And they they have extra sensors or extra capabilities in there that need to be turned on in some fashion, or could be turned on at a future future date, like charging your pencil. That well, will work so and I think they said I think the article said that there was a there was an update for for this thing a while ago, and so again, apparently there's a processor in here. I guess maybe there is. But I thought for and, that one you had to plug it into a computer. I think so. Who's who's ever going to do that? First of all, and, and the thing today, I don't know. The article I saw just said that the phone, apply, you know, applied the update to the to the huh. charger. So, uh, you know, I mean, I guess maybe they do communicate because maybe these they're talking to each other. Like maybe the phone's telling it how much charge it needs or something. I does it do? I don't know. But wow, um, you know, la- layers of uh, technology there. My chargers are talking to my phone behind my back. <laughs> and also thinking about, you know, all the Internet of Things out there that never, you know, like have security vulnerabilities and then never get updated and, and have no way of being updated. And uh, this is pretty clever of Apple to have this Internet thing that, does you wouldn't think has a way to be updated and yet it does you know think of like all the cameras out there and you know stuff like that that you know determine they have vulnerabilities and they can't be updated um well you but not just that jim but it's it's escaping me right now which camera it was but there's one that they end, they tried to end of life or did end of life and there was such an uproar over it because it wasn't that old. And so, you oh, know, is yeah. that what camera was that? Was that it wasn't a UV, was it? Uh, or, or was I, it an Arlo? I don't remember. There was a thing yeah. about UFIs, but I think that was a vulnerability. That, that was yeah, that was a vulnerability. But I guess where I'm going with this is that you know, this may be Apple's way of making sure that they at least for a while can keep things updated whatever updates need to be done to something like this. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. In fact, I think it's fantastic. And, you know, it's not something that they really promoted. I never even knew about it. Um, It's just, you know, another little small way that Apple's, you know, thinking ahead, like, Oh, we might need to have an update for this charger (laughs) three years from now. Brad says the AC adapter does handshake with the device to agree on voltages and amperage, which well, obviously uh, makes sense. Handshake with with the device. The um, adapter. Well, the device, I think, but that means the device has got to be handshaking with the phone. I mean, USB definitely does has handshake. So yeah, maybe the you're right. Maybe 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 all the time when you plug this into a 
because this has got USB-C. So maybe the charger is talking through the magnetic connection to the phone to all the time. Behind your back. Yeah. Or beside you. Or you know, in front of me. On the nightstand. At, at, ni- at night, when you're asleep, it, they're plotting against you, Jim. I don't, <laughs> uh, life. I, I, I don't charge my phone at night. I charge it while I'm at my desk. And at night, I, I don't charge it, which confuses their algorithms no end. Probably. No question about it. My, <laughs> especially my watch. It, it, it won't, uh, it, you know, it, it doesn't want to, you know, I, I want to sleep with it on. So I charge it in the evening and it doesn't tend to fully charge because I think it's thinking, well, I'm not going to fully charge it until six in the morning before you get up. But you know, you'd think Apple would have noticed through since they they touted it as a sleep tracking device. I would think so, but you know, I I think wrong. I, the only thing I I mean I wear mine all night and just charge it when I get in the shower in the morning, and by the time I get out, it's it's fully charged. It, Either you take longer showers than I do, or you have a you probably have a more recent phone. I, I mean, watch I've got a Series Four, so I think the battery's not as. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. stout. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Guys, we're pretty much at time. We've been all over the place, but uh, this has been fun. Um, so let's go around the room, find out uh, where where folks can find you on which social media service. And uh, that should take at least another half hour. Um, and we'll get out of here. Uh, so I'm going to flip it around uh, and start with Eric. Eric, I, th- I think you revealed that you were on Mastodon. Uh, are you anywhere else that you want to be uh, contacted? Mastodon is the most interesting right now. So EA Bolden at uh, techhub.social. Um and I'm since I'm playing with lots of different clients, I'm there a lot. Great. Thank you, Eric. Jeff Gamut, um, I know you're usually everywhere, but uh, what is your preferred platform at the moment? The, the two platforms that I'm most active on right now, Mastodon first and then Instagram. And uh, and I'm Jay Gamut on all the social medias. So wherever you go to find me, that's what you need to look for. Yeah. Anything else uh, oh, that you want right. to promote? Podcasts. Right. That's a thing. <laughs> um, here on Tuesdays with, with you and then uh, Thursdays on the big show and then Thursday evenings on Dave's show in touch with iOS and then Fridays on the Mac show. And then also on the context machine because, uh, uh, Brian Chaffin and I clearly can't get enough of each other. I want to leave that alone. Thank you, Jeff. Good to see you. Bring it's ribs next time. to hang out with <laughs> Jim Ray, sorry we had to take you back to a wired connection, but um, I'm, I'm glad that we, you were able to per- participate and uh, fix it. Um, where can folks connect with you? I probably needed to be shot up. Uh, um, you can, you can find me on the web at, uh, proview.com, P-R-O-V-U-E. Um, and you can find me on Mastodon at proviewgym at techhub.social. Um, and also for the handful of people watching live on Thursday, I'm going to do a presentation 
at Boston Cocoa Heads, which is going to be an online thing. You can find it on Meetup. It's at uh, 7 p.m. Central. What's the presentation about? I'm going to talk about how the help system for Panorama was uh, created. Hmm. Okay. Uh, from that sounds a, really interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah from I think, uh, it, I think it, I think it's going to be, I think it is going to be a, a good presentation. Is it a, um, a is it a programming thing, Jim, or is it a, a service that you used, or a little bit of both? Um, it's a programming thing. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to have you give the presentation here, but okay. Yeah, that does. Sound no, it's not. It's it's you know, Coco Heads is a you know program programming group. Um, right. I mean, it's not going to be, uh, you know, assembly language or anything, but it's it's probably not a Mac Voices thing either. But, you know, probably most of you here would, would get something out of it if you're interested. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, if you have a link to it, throw it in the uh, in the chat room or th throw it in ours and I'll put it over um, into uh, into the YouTube chat room. That yeah, way, anybody see, that I, wants to partake because this about it. This probably won't be uh, released before then. Right. Yeah. Webb Bixby, my brother in ribs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you can find me at uh, ribs at barbecue.social. So. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 starting this week, I'll, you can uh, reach me at uh, Webb Bixby at twit.social. So good to be here, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you, Webb, for everything. Last but absolutely not least, sitting up there looking out over the vast assortment of uh, of participants here, Mr. David Ginsburg. David, where can folks find you as if we didn't know? Oh, you're still muted, David. Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, you can find me at in touch with iOS at intouchwithios.com, YouTube channel in touch, youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. I'm on the Mac show on Fridays on the British Tech Network, and I am on Macedon at Macedon.cloud, Dave G65. I'm on Twitter too, Dave G65. And in touch with iOS. Great. Thank you, David. Thank you. Folks, this is Mac Voices Live. As you know, we do this uh, every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. If you're awake and would like to join us, it's youtube.com slash TV. We would love to have you. And if not, if you really need to be asleep at that hour because of your geographic location or you're just distracted by something else, uh, these shows eventually get uh, cut up and end up in the Mac Voices feed. So you get the benefit of all this wisdom and also get to be tempted by the ribs. <laughs> Until the next time, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com. <laughs>